All right, as I get started tonight, I wanted to, to keep the teenagers up here just for a minute, just so I can embarrass them. No, honestly, I, I would like to start by saying we have some of the greatest young people in all of America, I believe. Uh, we, have a, we truly do have a great group. Uh, they have made it easy to minister to them. They truly have. Uh, but if I may say, teenagers, you don't know everything. And I, I know I can say that because I'm only 10 years from being 19, and I thought I knew everything. And I'm learning that I don't know everything. And the sooner you know that, the better. But do you know where you can learn them? From them. They, they have been through things that we haven't. They, they have endured things that we haven't. But they've also seen God work in their lives and to hear the stories that some of you have gone through, what a, what a remarkable thing. I remember, Pastor, you telling me how you saw God bring your parents' marriage back together. And, and I know there's some in here that tonight that were led to the Lord uh, through a tent revival. Some, some that were handed a track, and they got saved because someone handed them a track. And, and God, they have seen God work in their lives and we can learn from it. But adults, they need you. And, and I, can, I can stand here tonight as a testimony to that. Because if it wasn't for Hillside Baptist Church, and some of the men that said, I don't care where those kids move, I don't make sure they get to church. I don't know where I would be. By God's grace and through your love, I'm here tonight. So they need you. They need you to, to not only be faithful and continue, but to invest in them. And not just financially. And that's what tonight is about. They need you to, to show them, to walk with them, to pray with them, to teach them, to guide them. And why just stop with them? Why not do the next generation and the next until God calls you home? They need you to proclaim truth in your life. Our young people today need to see their adults standing and living out the truth of God's word. Because they won't see it in school, and they won't hear that on TikTok or any social media. And our world is quickly going away from God. So they need a godly adults to stand and say, I will stand and proclaim truth. Young people, you, you guys can be dismissed. I just wanted them to be up here to hear that at least once. Um, as I began, uh, began tonight, I want to first say, although I read 15 verses tonight, I will not break down all 15 verses. Uh, I know Pastor ratted me out, but my goal was 645 to be done preaching. So if we go longer than that, that's his fault. No, <laughs> no uh, all honestly, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit guide. And, and see how he leads. So, um, I, I thought it was important, though, to read all of these verses uh, to kind of get the context of what Paul is writing. Um, as Brother Terry has taught many times, uh, the Bible was not written in chapter and verse. Uh, it, this is a letter from Paul to Timothy. Um, but to start tonight, I want to talk about truth. And uh, truth is not always something that comes easy to people. In fact, because of our sin nature, 
truth uh, doesn't come naturally to us, especially when faced with a, diff- with a difficult uh, thing. Uh, as a kid, when, the, when your parents said, did you do that? You're not going to, yeah, especially if it was something bad. Uh, but the Bible tells us because of our sin nature, uh, those things don't come easy. And Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, so, that, uh, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. If you're here tonight and you have a mother and a father, raise your hand. That should be everybody. Should be. Uh, so if you're here tonight and you have a mother and a father, you have sinned. That means this all. Uh, now, someone, when someone is not being honest, what do, you, what do you say they are? They're a liar. And you know, it only takes one lie to be a liar. But lying has been around from the beginning. Uh, even as uh, the serpent spoke to, to Eve in the garden in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 4, he said, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall sh- uh, not surely die. It was a lie. And we know that lying come, is something that Satan does to attract people to him because he is the father of lies. And John chapter number 8 and verse 44 says, ye, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abhorred uh, not the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie... He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. But isn't it funny how kids think they can get away with lying? I, I, I remember, I, I can't believe some of the things that I thought I could get away with as a kid. Uh, and I, just this week, you know, most, most of you know that I'm a janitor at elementary school, and it's funny to kind of watch the kids. Uh, I, at lunch, I get to see everybody. So it's my chance to kind of poke at everybody. Uh, Teachers ask me, how do you handle, and if you've ever been in an elementary school lunch, you understand, how do you handle all the noise and chaos? Well, I just poke at the kids. Can't beat them, join them. <laughs> but I, I remember this uh, kid rose his hand just this past week and, and said, he took my cookie and pointed at the kid next to him. And at, at the school, we have this rule that no one shares food, uh, mostly because we don't know what allergies they may or may not have. Uh, so he took my cookie, and I, when I turned to look at the kid, he already was denying that he took the cookie. And all I had to say was, your face betrays you, before the kid started crying. <laughs> because he had cookie all over his face, and he didn't have a cookie in his lunch. Although truth doesn't come naturally to this world, God calls us to speak the truth. In John chapter 8, and verse 32, it says... Uh, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And if you turn me off the rest of the, to, tonight, hear this, that Jesus Christ died for your sin, sins, that he was buried, and he rose again, and he did it all for you, and the, that truth will set you free from your sins. That is the truth that God's people need to proclaim first and foremost in all that we do. Whether God is calling you to be a preacher, or God is calling you to be a, a, a construction worker, God's calling you to be a farmer, 
Whatever it is, God wants you to proclaim the truth that Jesus Christ died for the world. That truth uh, and the truth of God's word, the world needs to hear. And I'm glad that I was raised in a church that will preach the whole counsel of God. I I have yet to hear a message where a pastor or one of the speakers come up here and they only pick and choose what they want to hear from the Bible. We, we preach the whole thing. And I'm glad that I can stand before you tonight with that uh, confidence to know that our, our church will speak the entire Bible. This book is the answer to our lives. It gives us all we need to know. It says that a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl, and God loves them all. God died for them all. Whether, whether uh, they, God died, it doesn't matter for their, their gender. It doesn't matter their color. It doesn't matter their background. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins and to bring them into fellowship with God. Okay, now we'll get to the text. Uh, first, to point to who wrote this letter. Who wrote the letter of First Timothy, Second Timothy? Paul. Paul. And I, I said that once, so I kind of gave it away. So Paul wrote the letter uh, to young Timothy, who knew Paul, and Paul raised in the ministry. And, and just to fill in the first few verses, in, in verses ten and eleven and twelve, Paul is pointing back to his own testimony. He's declaring that Timothy knew full well what Paul preached, how he lived, the purpose of his life. He knew the things that he had to go through. Paul pointed out the truth uh, and the, this truth in verse number 12 that all who will live godly in Christ, in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. If, and if we live our lives fully devo- devoted to Christ in all manners, we will suffer. Now, we may not be beaten. We, we may not have to endure some of the things that Paul had to go through, but we will suffer. And if you're not, are you fully living in, in all things with Christ? After, after Paul sent this grim reality, he, it is almost like he is saying, listen, Paul, or listen, Tim, Tim I have some things for you. I, I have some things that I want you to, to do. I want you to, to know that it won't be easy because evil men are out there and they're only going to get worse. And honestly, I remember, I think I was just out of high school, so probably 2010, I was sitting over here in Pastor John's uh, office when it was over here uh, on visitation, or getting ready to go out for visitation, and I was having a conversation with Pastor Tolbert, and he has said, in the last five years, I've seen things that I never thought I would see in my life. And I can stand here today and say, I have seen some things that I thought I would never see in my life. And things are just going to get worse. And Paul points that out in in verse number 13. That evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. But here's, even though though the world's getting worse, even though things things may seem to be happening rapidly, God wants wants us to know this, but continue. But, but keep going. Don't quit. Uh, the truth that Paul is saying to Timothy is, I know that you know the truth, 
continue in it. Although the, the, that our culture is in this cancel culture today, we can still stand and say, I'm going to proclaim the truth. Some here tonight have seen God do big things. I, as I mentioned earlier, I remember pastor saying that God brought their, his parents' marriage together. Pastor Tolbert, you saw God build three buildings in your ministry. And I, I remember helping put nails in this floor up here when, when I was in high school. I, I remember maybe being back there for like an hour, putting nails in the floor before they put carpet down. I remember writing my name on the walls when it was just the studs. And God brought a miracle that in 11 years we were able to pay this building off. And to me, that is huge. Because I helped put the work into this building. Some have seen God do mighty things. And young people, you can learn from that. You can grow in faith through their stories. So let's define some terms. I, uh, if you haven't been here on Wednesday nights, uh, it's great a series, Let Your Light Shine. Uh, and Pastor and some other speakers have been here to, to do that. And just a shameless plug, you can always go back on live stream and watch that. Uh, and uh, not that I run the live stream or anything. Uh, and also, I love to listen. I listen to a lot of preaching, and our podcasts are produced on whatever podcast that you like, uh, you like, and you just search Hillside Baptist Church, and you can listen to our services. And in that, I've learned, define your terms, right? And you, if, if we're talking about salvation, we want to define what is salvation. What do you need to be saved from? So tonight, what is truth? And the uh, dictionary.com says that, uh, says this, the quality or state of being true. Or I saw this one and I was like, wow. A fact or belief is something that is accepted as truth. And, and as we go forward, you'll kind of understand that that's kind of odd that, that dictionary.com would say that. Uh, there, is a, there is something that our world has decided that is debatable. Uh, there's some things that are, are debatable, right? Like whether or not the Chiefs are the best NFL football team. I'm sorry, I was raised to hate the Chiefs. Uh, I, the only reason I could f uh, fathom is my dad was a Raiders fan. Uh, so uh, I was raised to hate the Chiefs. Um, oh, so also what is debatable is the color of this back wall. I, I was actually going to use this as the, the color doesn't change, but I really don't know what that color is, Pastor. I, I, I think it's maroon, but it could be purple. Uh, I think Brother, Tim, or Brother Bill told me that it was plum. Where are you at, Brother Bill? I'm not, a, like a Pastor Tolbert? Is it a plum? Yeah, so I didn't know. But that, that could be debatable. Just because the can says it's plum doesn't mean that's what you see. Um, so, but there are things that don't change, no matter what. Uh, no matter how you feel about it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Sorry again. Uh, uh, but uh, honestly, I, I, I don't have time for the NFL. Uh, I haven't watched a football game. I didn't even know the Chiefs were in the uh, playoffs until they made the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, they, they're doing good. Uh, but anyway, also what is, is not debatable is that the sky is blue. Um, that there, what goes up must come down. 
And if you fall, you'll, you'll know that. Um, there's 24 hours in a day. But society today uh, says that uh, man cannot know what is really true. Uh, what is true for you may not be true for me. But the truth is, it doesn't matter if you think it's true. If it's true, it's true. You can tell me the sky is blue, but it doesn't matter if I believe it or not. The sky is blue. The truth does not change. But let's look at what the world says. Truth in our world is almost become a bad word. It is something that our society says is subjective. Uh, saying, that, and saying that truth is subjective is a dangerous place. Because God and truth are inseparable. Every thought of the essence of truth, no matter uh, what it is, what makes it true, uh, or, uh, see, let me back up, what it is, and what makes it true, and, some, uh, and how anyone can really know anything for sure, quickly moves us back to God. So no matter uh, where we start, we will come back to God when we're discovering truth. That's why God incarnate, Jesus Christ, is called truth. Look at Romans chapter, or not Romans, um, John chapter 16 and verse 6, Jesus said unto himself, and Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That is why I'm, it's not surprising when someone rejects God, they also reject his truth. After all, if you reject God, you're rejecting the giver of all truth. In verses 14 and 15 in our text, it says, and from a, oh, let's see, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which were able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul is point, points to the fact that Timothy knows the truth, and Timothy knows the Bible, and he knew it from a child. So what does God say about truth? Tonight, you hold the truth in your hands. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. What is true? God tells us in his word. 2 Timothy chapter 15, And from a child that has known the holy scriptures, has known the truth, which was able to make thee wise unto salvation. Salvation comes... Our salvation from our sin and to live with God in heaven comes through Christ, faith in Christ alone. How can we know it? The Bible tells us so. John 14 and verse 6, again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The only way to heaven and the truth of that is through Jesus Christ. Again, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, neither is, salvation given, or neither is salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
we can know also that the Bible is true because of verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed. God spoke it through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and man wrote. Uh, I could spend all night just laying out the evidence of that verse. But maybe in another message. Maybe by someone smarter than me. But here's the truth. God's word is truth. Do you believe that? Then proclaim it. Voice it. Shout it from the rooftops if you must. Proclaim the truth. If you believe that God's word is true, that Jesus Christ is the one way to go to heaven, then proclaim that in your life. Not just by your actions, but believe. Uh, I believe that every believer, uh, every believer, let me back up. Don't just live the Bible or live out the truth. And every Christian better do that. If you're going to say, I am a Christian, then live that way. Especially in your job. I, I have been around people who say they're Christians and the actions say otherwise. And I almost want to say to them, don't tell people you're a Christian. That is, that is true. We, we, we should live it out. But Paul is pointing here in, 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 verses, in chapter 4, I charge thee, I, I, I beg you, I, I, I tell you, Timothy, in verse 2, Preach the word. Proclaim the truth. Paul is saying right after starting, uh, right after stating that the Bible, uh, what the Bible is good for, that it's good for salvation, that it's good for doctrine, for instruction, uh, that it will make you complete unto all good works, and that it is the answers for your life. He says, I charge you, Timothy, I warn you, I urge you to preach or to proclaim that truth. And to continue in it. The Bible says that every believer should be ready at all times to proclaim truth. Be instant, in season, out of season. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 says, But sanctify them, uh, uh, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That one, uh, in that one, or in that verse, that is for everyone. Not just every, not just, or let me back up, I'm sorry, I keep stumbling over my words. Not every Christian is called to be a pastor. Not every Christian is called to a foreign uh, mission field. Not every Christian is called to be a public speaker or a teacher in the ministry. But every Christian is called to proclaim or to go to others with the gospel. To take personally, personally, back up, to personally deliver the life-changing truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and as we take it personally to one person at a time, God will use your witness to make a difference, an eternal one, in one life at a time.
God doesn't call us to change the world all at once, but just one. I love that Pastor has challenged us this year to win one in 21. And, and I believe we can all do, do so if we proclaim the truth in our life. So will you proclaim the truth to just this generation? Whether you're young uh, or you're old, proclaim the truth. God's not done with you. If, you have, um, if you're here tonight and this is the first time that you heard the truth that Jesus Christ died for your sins, you can have a home in heaven with God forever. You're, and we're getting ready to have what is called an invitation. And in the invitation is your time to respond to the message, to respond to the truth that Jesus Christ loves you. I remember pleading with my mom that if you were the only one left that needed a Savior, God would have still come and died for you. And that is truth for you as well. We're getting ready to have an invitation, and that is your chance to respond to the truth. Pastor will meet you right here, and, as, uh, and he will either take you or have someone come and pray with you so that you can know how to get to heaven. Christian tonight, will you proclaim the truth?